opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz, hour number two, 713-780-ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page, find the Blitz, click like, send a message, Aaron will read it. It makes him feel important, help him out. Twitter's at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at AJ is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at DeGeneres975. Text the show, you know the number for that. Watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. You missed the first hour? A little quarterback talk, but not the quarterback of which you guys think. Um, I do have uh, I do have some interesting rumors that don't involve he whose name we're not speaking today. Uh, they involve a couple of other Texans, and apparently, Bleacher Report guy is linking linking JJ Watt to the Giants as a top trade target. Um. Which we, I think we all assume. Can we package that deal? Well, guess who else they're interested in? Whitney Merciless. Oh yes, I would. I would pay you to take Whitney. Yeah, what, Merciless. What, what, what bad contract do the Giants give up? Uh, yeah, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I had seen that the the trade offer at one point of Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, two firsts and two seconds. For Deshaun, and I was like, you know what? That seems pretty fair. I'd like to get a defensive player back too, but um, I mean, he doesn't have to be a great one, but somebody who can start, yeah. preferably a cornerback. But yeah, but if you could get somebody to take Whitney Merciless's contract, okay. Suddenly, like right now, I'm judging Nick Casario on. His only move, right? So on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm giving him a 1. So that's his overall rating, right? So far, yeah. you're a 1. Overall rating, 1. Now, if you can get rid of Whitney Merciless, that's probably worth, what, 3 ratings points? Maybe 4? That's, that's a big deal. Yeah. Because that we would have thought that's an immovable object, that contract. So depending on what he does for his quarterback, the player deal, he could get 6 or 7 points. Player. But... If you do something stupid, like keep Jack Easterby, you probably lose three points. Yeah. So right now on a scale of one to ten, Nick is a one. But he can he can move that. So we shall see. I think if they could make that happen, and that's why would why would Watt go there? Um, I mean, it isn't a great situation. I'd like to see them send him someplace. Well, I, although, dude, it's not that hard to win that division obviously no he, they mean, were close yeah um but i i i hope he gets to go someplace where he has a real chance i'd like to see that too i, I i've been saying i'd like to see him go to pittsburgh play with his brothers or go to green bay or kansas city or buffalo or, yeah, ma- yeah. or, or maybe the rams now yep even uh any of those seattle uh seattle be a good place san francisco would be a good place especially if they get a quarterback 
Um, but I, I, I'd like to see them do right by him, and not, and even if it's a better deal to send him to the Giants, get him someplace else. I mean, really, what are you expecting to get for JJ Watt at this point? I think a fourth you, round pick. I think I think you're probably looking at a third. I think you would have been looking at a second, maybe a third, if you'd traded him in the middle of last season. I think now, realistically, you might be. I think the last deal of his deal, I think a fourth would be about what you'd be, what you'd get. Theoretically, I mean, if if you wind up creating a market, though, you could probably do better than that. I I, I don't actually know because I, I'm I'm kind of done with the speculation on what you can get for guys because people are overpaying left and right. Yeah, a- including the guy who used to be here. So, yeah. So this is hot take on ESPN right now. Carson Wentz expected to request trade from Philly. Uh, who in their right mind is trading for Wentz in that bleepy contract? Yeah. Well, I'd say maybe the Colts, but if the Colts are going to get their guy back. Yeah, they're, they're in a weird spot with Wentz because you're paying him so much. You, you hate to just have him. He'd be the highest paid backup in the league, certainly. Yeah. Not, not an ideal thing to have the highest paid backup in the league. Um, but I guess you'd also feel good if you if your starter gets hurt that you've got something there. I, I don't know. Yeah, I I'm pretty sure his his contract is a pretty big hit, much as Watson's would be for one year. Yeah, I'd have to I'd have to look it up. But you know, I, I think uh, I do think that he have a val- he'd have value to the Colts because I think Frank Wright could get something out of him. But I just don't know that uh, if you're Philadelphia, I don't know what you do there. Uh, and, you know, they did go and get some Colt action for their head coach. Yeah. Although, boy, I thought I thought the press conference here was... Are they going to be bosom buddies, the Colts and the Eagles, like uh, like the Astros and the Phillies? Yeah, yeah. Or who, was, who else was it the Astros started dealing with all the time? There was somebody else. It was the Phillies forever. I can't remember who it was. It's because I'm old, but um, yeah, the the or the Texans and the Patriots, yeah, just pass guys back and forth. Just they only pass the guys who can't play, yeah, or coach or GM. They pass the useless pieces, and yeah, that's that's not a fair. Uh, but anyway, Sirianni apparently came off as a buffoon in his press conference too. So I kind of feel like Eagles fan and, and Texans fan. You guys are probably in the same boat. Kindred a bit. spirits, yeah. Yeah, so just uh, team up. And um, OG from H-Town asks, can you just cut him and get a third-round comp pick? You don't get compensation picks for guys you cut. No. You only get compensation picks for, for guys who leave in free agency. Right. Right. Uh, 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. Um. Blaine says, rumor has it, Watt is requested to be released and not traded so he can pick his team. Texans may do right by him. I, it, it, honestly, that's what I would I would let him do because I think he's earned that. And, you know. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm for, if, if you can get a fourth-round pick, get a fourth-round pick. Just ask him where you or Even if you get a fifth-round pick, just say, where do you want to go? Okay, you want to go to Pittsburgh? Yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, you get get something for it. Give us a fifth way. round pick for him. He's yours. Just do. I, I'm with you. Do right by him, but don't just give him away for nothing. <laughs> you two bleeping clowns are so anti cowboys. It hurts me. 
Anti-Cowboys. Cow- yeah, because we said the Who division was, was a joke. We said the division was a joke. Cowboys have Dak last year, and we win the division, and no one wants to play us in the playoffs. Clowns. Uh, okay. And if half of our OL doesn't get hurt, clowns all caps. Well, if, 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 uh, if, if, hmm. if this doesn't happen, and this doesn't happen, and this doesn't happen, okay. You know, if I had been born with talent, I could have played quarterback. And gosh, who knows what what I would have been able to do. Just wasn't born with any talent. Mm. Let's Sorry. See. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Dak was uh he was he was one in three. Yeah. He was one in three last year. <laughs> wow. Uh yeah. Clowns. Clown. They had a better winning percentage when Dak was broken. That should tell you something. Um, and and okay, l- and, l- let and me. Yes, I hate on the Cowboys because the Cowboys are garbage. The whole NFC East is garbage. All right, but well, I don't hate on them because they're the Cowboys. I could care less about that. I just hate on them because they're not a good team. See, I always, I always, I'm the one always defending Jerry Jones and kind of having respect for him. And Aaron picked them to win the damn division. I picked them to win the whole NFC. But you're, you're hating on the Cowboys. Win. Oh, my God. Must be drinking. <laughs> so. Or 610 was at a break and they. Yeah. Well, I, I, they're not listening to 610 if they care about the Cowboys. That's for sure. Uh, I mean, they already make bad choices in their life. Wouldn't it surprise you? Or would it not much, surprise yeah. you? Yeah. I'm a lifelong diehard Cowboys fan, and guys like that texture are the reason Cowboys fans are labeled as clowns. Yeah, there's there's a reason that people don't like the Cowboy fan base, and it's exactly that guy. So, oh well. Good luck in your miserable miserable existence, sir. Um, anybody else brings up Cowboys playoff wins in the last 30 years? Yeah, go back and look for a while. Oh, but they should have won the, the, the Des Bryant game. They got screwed in the Des Bryant game. That's true. If only they had not screwed Do the them. Bills now have more playoff wins in the last 30 years than the Cowboys? I don't know. When, when was the last? Uh, last Cowboys playoff win? Yeah. I don't know. I thought, I, I thought it was more recent than that. I thought they beat the Lions. Because, you know, Lions, of course, right? Oh, they beat the Seahawks in the wild card round a couple years ago. Yeah, okay. There you go. That was wrong. But th- so they won one, right? Um they won that one and they beat the Lions in 2014. So they've got two playoff wins in the last 12 years, which is the same as the Buffalo Bills now. Yeah. Okay. Like three, I- three playoff wins since the year 2000. Well, really, since 1996. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that's not a good run. Yeah. But, but hey, America's team. Am I right? America. That's, what, that's what's important. America. Ooh, clowns. Clowns. I love it. I love it. Happy What Are the Odds Wednesday to you, sir. And uh, I, I actually think we're one of the few shows that actually say nice things about the organization sometimes but I th- he was like, drunk yeah the little little known uh the thing here is I, 
I don't dislike your team. I don't like your team. I just I don't really care. Like if I if your team is good, I'll I'll say I think they're good. If I think they're bad, I'll say I think they're bad. And that is subject to change year to year the way it should be. Yeah, I, I mean I I like it when the Cowboys are good because it's you know it it makes the sport more interesting. Just like I like it when the Yankees are good. Um, but I don't know. I I, I have more teams that I like than I dislike, and it's usually because. I don't like the quarterback or the coach of a team. Like I, I, I was a big. I always liked the Raiders until they got Gruden, and now I don't. The Raiders. Uh, but you know, I I root for a lot of teams just because there's nothing here to root for. Fair enough. Um, is this true, Lamont? People are asking in 2021 if the Texans would draft a Mormon at quarterback. <laughs> on, he said that was on 610. Well, is that for real? I mean, I, I can't believe that. It, listen, how much, how much does religion play into the uh, the Texans' decision making these days? Mm-hmm. Would they look at that as an alternative religion? I mean, frankly, I don't want to be too critical, but Mormons a lot more pious than some of those cats who are claiming to be, you know, Jesus people well. in that organization. Um, but you know. I can't believe that's a topic. You're scared right. to say his name because you'll know he'll come after you on Twitch, too. That's right. Oh, you you come at me. You come at me. I I, I can handle you it. You come at the knave. You best not miss. Yeah. All Bring right. it on, Jack. <laughs> Bring it on. All right. I got to tell you guys about Carbox. <laughs> Sweet, wonderful, delicious Carbox. And, uh, guys, there's something for everybody at Carbox. Um, that you want something light, easy drinking. The Love Street's great. Uh, Crawford Bach, I think, is a great everyday beer. They've got great IPAs like Hoppadillo and Rodeo Clown, which Eric was telling us Rodeo Clown, uh, it's hard for them to even meet demand for Rodeo Clown. It's selling like wildfire these days. Plus, the new ranch water available everywhere now if you're looking for something non-beer. And they've also got the uh, Strawberry Fields just now in stores. We had here the other day very good stuff. So check them out. Like I said, there's something for everybody on uh, on Carbox menu. And when you go out to the restaurant, they've got even more than what you can find in the stores. They've got some beers there that you can't find anywhere else in the whole wide world. How about that? Plus, they've got great food. They're open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. Stop by, check them out, have yourself a good meal, have yourself a good beer. And when you're out and about, have yourself a car bot. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. You know how I know it's a good day, Freddie? We're, I didn't even, we're alive, man. I didn't even realize we were into the second hour of the show. <laughs> That's just rolling I right along. I was like, oh, it's probably 445. I look up, it's 518. There you go. That's, That's how you know the day. The day's a good one when the show's flying by. Yeah, well, pretty much every day's a good one for me. We're doing days. good work. Yeah, well, I don't know if we're doing good work, but we're doing fun work. We're doing good enough work. We're enjoying it. Um, 713, I wish you'd sent me this text at 4, uh, 443. Uh, said he had uh, Neograph done last Friday. Dr. L is legit. He also says it's crazy to me that Easterby hasn't resigned yet. You know what? I, I'm, I would call out 
real Jack Easterby and say, hey, why don't, why don't you come, af- come after me? Except he'd have to come out of his little cave he's hiding in. He didn't speak to anybody. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, been around a lot of con men in my days. I, I'll take my chances with him. Um, 713-780-ESPN, 713-780-3776. Uh, De- Deacon, wouldn't that be religious discrimination, not drafting someone because they're Mormon? Probably. That would be. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't even believe that's a topic. I just can't. Yeah. But Hey, I, I will say all fairness. Jesus is welcome on the show. Anytime he wants to yep. call in, we'll be happy to interview him. Be happy to talk to him and, and I'll even be nice, but he's going to get questions. Of course. Can't believe he's going to kill Deshaun for our sins, though. <laughs> All right, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Yeah, we were talking when Schefter threw out that ridiculous number of new quarterbacks. There's a lot of places where, you know, like like okay, Rogers, that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Doesn't look like the Falcons are moving on from Matt Ryan or Julio Jones, which looks like they're standing pat. And if I'm if I'm them, I I think that team can be turned around. I think they've got enough talent. Now, I don't know if Arthur Smith's going to be a great coach. I don't either. But we don't know about any of these guys, right? I mean, we think Robert Sala's going to be good, but he also went to the Jets, which, good luck. Um, But I don't know if, that there's any of the guys they hired that I feel like, except for probably Urban Meyer. And there's always a question because he uh, you know, he has a coach at the NFL level. But if anybody can make that jump, I think it's Urban Meyer. So maybe I'm a Jaguars fan next year. Maybe so. Maybe if, if Andy Luck comes back, maybe I'll be a Colts fan. I don't know. I don't know. I I I like the Trevor Lawrence uh, Urban Meyer combo. I don't think I think Urban Meyer is a terrible person. But I think oh he's yeah a yeah. Coach. Let, let me make that clear. It's like Nick Saban's a terrible person, but geez, what a good coach he is. Did you? I guess we were talking about this during the break. Alabama has secured not just the best recruiting class, which that's pretty standard. The best recruiting class in history, the highest rated recruiting class in the history of recruiting class ratings. So, like, since they've yeah. been giving out star ratings, Alabama's got the best recruiting class. That is just. And well, and when you see some of these other teams that have these really big years, you're like, you know what? Half those guys aren't going to pan out. Not at Alabama. You just assume it's going to work mm-hmm. out. Well, the ones that don't pan out, guess what? There's another guy just as great to take his spot. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's that's what it is. We just they get so damn many of them that the ones that fail, we forget all about or they transfer out. Um Like your, if you could play one race with every single horse winning, eventually you're going to start you're going to keep winning over and over and over again. Um I'll I'll give a little play out to the people. I I played uh, VCU this morning at minus one and a half against Rhode Island, and it was just announced that Rhode Island's Rhode Island's one good player, their best player, Fats Russell, is out tonight. Uh, so I played it again at two and a half, and I highly recommend that, folks. All right, punch a ticket on that on the break. There you go. Um, 
Javier says Salah wasn't even interviewed for the job, and he's Muslim. Makes you think. Does it? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, wouldn't put anything I, past I, I guess this is the carnival of clown knaves. I mean, we we yeah. know this now. Yeah. Uh, that's true. But I, by the way, I don't I don't want that quarterback from BYU anyway. So for, I, I'd rather them not uh, discriminate against him based on religion. But I'd rather them just not try to get him because he's not very good. Also, the Texans they're not gonna, they don't have uh they don't, they're not gonna be able to draft to get him. Well, I mean, if they right, make unless a they trade. trade with the Jets, yeah, right. Uh, but I but it, I wouldn't mind getting him. But if you if you trade the player and you get a bunch of picks, it needs to be that second first round pick. It, it can't you, you got to use that top five pick on a game breaker. Yeah, because I like the guy and I think he's going to be a, a good pro in the right spot. But I don't know if this is the right spot for anybody. I mean, we we don't know what kind of coach you've got. I feel like you've got a pretty good defensive coordinator who's been a head coach. I feel like you've got an offensive coordinator who really had a zero run game last year. And um, I mean, I, I think the play calls were better than they were under O'Brien, but that that's a low bar, man. I, I would have liked to, you know, I, when, I, when they were talking to Jim Caldwell, I was kind of hoping that's who their offensive coordinator would be. Yeah. Because if you had Caldwell as OC and Lovey as DC, I don't really care if David Culley's a dumb. You know, you, you've at least got guys who, who, been there who know how to run those things but that's not what they did so um yeah if they uh if they didn't interview him for that reason then i I mean it may have been as simple as well i don't know here's another thing i don't get why were you interviewing people before you had a gm because you said then oh well the gm's making all the decisions why were you talking to those guys because I, I think Sala was hired before, uh, if I'm not mistaken, before Casario. So I'm not going to rule him out on that. But why didn't you talk to him? Yeah. Now, if I'm him, I'm not taking this job. Especially, uh, yeah. especially if that uh, Easterby guy's here. Yeah. So well, he's turning off a lot of people, isn't he? It, it's amazing to me how. One guy. Yeah. Yeah. Not not even really a football guy. No, I mean, it's not a guy we should ever be talking about. Hey, quick, who's the director of football operations I, for the Cowboys? I don't know. I don't well, even. I think it's Jerry Jones. Uh, Jerry's Jerry's kind of GM. but I think Stephen Jones is officially the GM now. No, so Jerry's Jerry's I, a president. Maybe that's what it is. I don't, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he's the president and director of football operations. XBP says Tim Kelly was a decent OC and Lovey will be there to help Cully. Like, eh. You don't need to keep the continuity on that offense, man. That was a <laughs> horrible offense. A full, clean sweep. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, stop with the continuity stuff. Sala was hired nine days after Casario. Okay. So they, so Casario was announced on the 5th. Sala was on the 14th. Okay. And they never wanted to even interview him. All right. Even though that was apparently Deshaun's favorite guy. Now look what you get. Hmm. You get nothing. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, it, this this whole thing is such a mess. That's I'm 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 
In fact, I think I'm openly going to root against this franchise. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. I, I think I'm at that point is where it, not only not only do listen, I not openly care. cheering for them is embarrassing right now. So, well, because if you are, you know what you are. You're a fan of Cal and Jesus. I'm not going to openly cheer against them, but I, I like I'm not even going to pretend like they matter anymore because they don't. Well, one, once they make this trade, if they if they don't make a great trade, they become irrelevant. Yeah, but right now, Casario's a one. That's his rating. It's going to be like, I've always wondered what it would be like to work in a market where, like, you know, in, in Austin, it, it, it was, we only talked about Longhorn stuff. That was it. Like, imagine you work in Lawrence, Kansas during football season. Like, how miserable it must be to talk. Like, you know you have to talk about Jayhawk football. It's just got to be painful. We're really close to having that here with Texans football. Because it's not like we can just not talk about the Texans during the season. Right. It's just going to be we're talking about a completely irrelevant franchise. That sucks. It's, it's, and you could say, well, you did it with the Astros. It's a lot different when it's for your football team. Yeah, but you know what the good news is? We've got a lot of good college to talk about, college football. Uh, there are fans of other teams here, like the Saints and yeah. the Cowboys and stuff like that. Yeah, we can go that direction. I'm totally fine with it. All right. All right, quick break. The Blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. When it comes to sports betting, sportsmapbets.com is the site you need. From weekly betting guides to single game breakdowns of the point spread, money line, over, under, and more, sportsmapbets has all the info you need to make the best play. sportsmapbets.com. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Hey, uh, can I shout out a couple more people who donated to my son's oh, thing? Yeah, yeah remind, remind people about that again because we got new people. Yeah, today. my my son every year does this. He's uh, He is really convicted about little kids with heart issues uh so every year his school does this thing uh that's basically raising money for for the american heart association and um so he likes to raise as much money as he can uh in fact he gave 20 of his own dollars today i saw nice um so i'll I'll shout out holden hoffman as well but uh holden is leading his school he, he like he he wants to win. He wants to have the uh, the most money raised at his school. His goal is a thousand dollars. He's up to six ninety four. Uh, and thanks to Paul Paridon, who uh, donated. Well, I, I shouted out a bunch of these guys yesterday, but here's some of the other guys that I haven't hit. Uh, C Pennington, Chip Smith, our boy out in Beaumont. Ah, uh, Beaumont Chip. That's right. Uh, Miss you, Beaumont. We'll see you Friday. H D yeah. Patel and Jonathan Hart agree are the guys who I think I didn't hit yesterday. So uh, thanks to all you guys, and if you want to help out, uh, help him get to a thousand bucks. It's it's the uh, pinned tweet on my uh, on my Twitter profile. He raised over two thousand dollars last year. So, um, and he like he's really into it this year more than ever because his grandpa died of a heart attack two months ago. So yeah. he's uh, you know, I, I don't know where he came up with this is like the most important thing in the world to him, but he th- this is where like he's a pretty bad kid. This is a soft spot for him. So not everybody's all bad. No, he's yeah. got some good in him. Yeah, yeah. It's nice to see there's some good in that boy after all. 
Well, there you go. So help him out. I'll, uh, you know, I may hit him again here. Just, just waiting on some, some good news. As soon as I have that, Ah, okay. I'm going to jump in and hit him again. All right. So there, uh, a lot of people talking about their drinking habits on Super Bowl Sunday. It, it's not really any different than my drinking habits on a regular Sunday no. in, in, in reality. I mean, I'll, now I'm going over to my neighbors, uh, but have they already had the Rona? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. actually, uh, my one neighbor was in Russia and got it way back in the day. Uh, so, so both of those guys have had it and I think everybody else who's there has either had it or has been vaccine now. So I feel, I feel pretty safe. And it's only like five or six of us. It's not. It's it's basically my same state night crew. So, you know, it, it it, and it's not like we're like all over each other either. It's a pretty big place. Yeah. So I mean, he's got, you know, his is kind of set up like my place. So there's plenty of room there. But, you know, I'm. I mean, judge me if you like, but I I do like to still have some social gatherings. And and not like everybody's there the whole time either. People come and go. And I said it's no more than six of us. Um, maybe eight. So uh, our friend Eric Warner said I pissed myself in bed the first time the Broncos won a Super Bowl. That's how drunk I was. Good for you, Eric. Yeah, what good. year was that? That would have been was uh, it like ninety four? Yeah, ish that the Broncos won the Super Bowl or ninety five? Yeah. yeah, somewhere in there. How, so let's think about. So that was twenty ninety seven. 97, so 24, 25 years ago. Oh. In his 20s, yeah. Okay. Was he in his 20s then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. That's okay. Yeah, party hard, Eric. Good for you. I think everyone who drinks has peed their pants at some point in time. <sighs> yes. No, don't don't lie about it. I don't We've all I done it. I my pants because I was drunk. I've certainly thrown up on myself. I've been yeah. so drunk. But even that's pretty... Like, I can probably count on one hand the number of times I've vomited due to alcohol intake. And yeah. I've drank myself where I should have thrown up a lot more than that. But I used to think that I was literally immune to vomiting because, like, when I was in the Army, I would drink... I mean, sometimes I would drink three or four Mickey's Fine Malt Liquor 40s and then go out and run eight miles the next morning, and I wouldn't throw up. I just thought, I said, you know what? I must be one of those people who can't throw up from drinking. And then once I hit my 20s, it happened a couple times. And But, I mean, even now, it doesn't really happen to me. Um, I don't think I've well, – I don't – I rarely throw up from alcohol. It's been probably four years since I threw up from alcohol. Now, I've made myself throw up a couple times where it's like, you're like, well, this is better for me. Yeah. This, oh, this yeah. is better for me long term. Yeah, because it's not going to. And, but, yeah, I mean, just like at some point, everybody's pooped their pants. People have peed themselves. It happens. It happens. So, yeah. Uh, 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. Space, I did dry January this year and haven't had a beer yet, but plan on drinking like usual on Super Bowl Sunday. There you go. Get after it, Bubba. Here's the hungover February. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I had a little I, bit of a hangover this morning. Really? Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I probably like I drank a whole, um, a whole seven fifty of barrel aged stout. Ooh, and then I was like, eh, 
I'll have one more beer on top of it. And so I had like a uh, like a stovepipe can of, yeah. of barrel-aged stout. That second thing was probably a mistake. Or the first thing was a mistake. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I, I felt pretty pretty trashy this morning. But once I by the time I finished my coffee, I was recovered. Well, and usually by the time you get to work, you know. Yeah. It, it's... Yeah, I uh, nothing like morning uh, morning drive traffic to sober you up. I'll, I'll say that. I haven't had a a rough one in a while. I'm I'm still drinking too much, but I'm not like I probably drink almost every night. But I don't drink myself into oblivion. Huh. Like basically, I'll have three or four and take a gummy and go to bed. Yeah, that's that's kind of my routine right now. But. Jonathan Bone or Bond, I don't know. He just donated to the uh, the heart thing. So appreciate that, Jonathan. Thank you, sir. Good man. Yeah. yeah let's get him to 1,000. He's dominating the other kids now, by the way. Yeah. It's it's becoming a runaway. Okay, well, don't don't talk trash. That, that didn't go over well yesterday when you were talking trash to poor Evangeline. Evangeline, she's yeah. still in second. Well, good for her. Yeah. But she's, she's not on our level. Oh, but I, 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 Sunday I might wind up getting a little messed up because we're, like I said, we're going to start with that beer and, you know, I'll probably tack alcohol on top of that, which won't be a good decision, like whiskey or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so who knows Monday, we'll see what kind of shape I'm in. Of course it doesn't matter because by four o'clock, even on the rare days where I feel like total crap by four o'clock, you're fine. I'm drinking with my buddy who likes to drink mead. Oh Yeah. I also like to drink mead, but I can't drink a whole bottle of mead by myself. So when I hang out with him, we usually pop a couple bottles of mead, and that stuff will end you. Yeah, you know what mess <laughs> what messes me up, and it sounds silly, is wine. Yeah, I uh, get wine drunk, uh, and and it's a gross drunk. You know, and and so I don't drink wine very often. Like sometimes, well, before the run, we used to go out to a nice dinner, we'd have a bottle of wine, and and I would drink that. But that stuff messes me up, man. Uh, somebody asked a really good question, AJ. Uh, they don't have Twitter. Is there any other way to donate? Hmm. Did they ask that on Twitch? No, on the text line. Um, I don't know. Is, I don't know can you share the that. address? They, uh, it's like a long link. No. To, I mean, if they don't have, uh, if they have Facebook, I'll put it up on the state on the show Facebook page. Okay. Okay. Hopefully that helps. Yeah. And we can post it in the Twitch. Then, yeah. So. Well, we'll have it everywhere. It's just, yeah, if you, if you don't have social media, there's not like a, I, the thing is way too long. Like this is the, the web address. Oh yeah. So it's way yeah, too long for us to just like read it to you. My imagination. So and it's like slash ID equal like, <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. All right. 713-780-ESPN. So yeah, if you want to refresh that, thanks to David Pabst who, who tied for the highest donation of all so thank you very much david that's very generous of you very cool for the kids um apparently somebody brings up a good point tell whoever doesn't have twitter all they have to do is google your twitter it, i think that pops up yeah just, uh yeah i think that just, works uh, uh, yeah google aj hoffman twitter and you can check it out there and our man don collins throwing in the pot as well nice from our, our twitch guy don thank you don we have a very good uh, group of listeners. I we're going to hit a thousand. I got a good feeling. We're eight hundred and fifty four bucks. I think I think you're going to get there. All right. So, but and then who knows? Maybe we'll readjust the goal. Of course. We're, like whenever you're trying to save all the kids with bad hearts. That's like uh, it's 
It's like our buddy Nick. Right now, he's a, ra- a one rating. Yeah. But if he gets to three, maybe he'll change his goal to five. You never know. Yeah. Nick Casario should donate to the uh, the, the heart challenge. Yeah. He should. Well, if if he is truly pious, Jack Easterby definitely should. He should be, right? Do you care about kids or not, Jack Easterby? Do you care about kids with bad hearts or not? Tell us now, what would Jesus do? And I think you know the answer. Come through with a fat doni. Faith and football. <laughs> Faith and football. Don't care about little kids. Are you not surprised that uh like it's the te- the Texans should have made a massive run at Dabo Swinney? Oh, yeah. He would totally fit what's going on here right now. Or, or Kenneth Copeland, either one. <laughs> All righty. Quick break. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, This is the Blitz on ESPN. 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios... Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz, so we will have late hits tonight. So Patrick Creighton up next. Right now, we have Lance Erline. Do we now? The legendary Lance Erline. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? We're doing sports, man. How are you? I mean, um, I'm not, I was doing football, but... Were you doing, doing football or were you doing food? Tell the truth. Well, I got food, but I've been doing football all day. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Watching we're... a bad Oklahoma cornerback. Uh, actually, just one, two impressed with the two Oklahoma guys I saw, but that's irrelevant. Where were you on Monday? Um, Monday. Uh, oh, my physical therapy on my shoulder. Oh, all right. All right, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I hadn't done it for two weeks, and I like, got back in there. I was like, oh, this is terrible now. <laughs> well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about your boy David Cully. Uh, we haven't got to talk to you about him. I'm curious if you feel like uh, Fred and I were talking about this. We call it a, a Bo Porter hire, uh, it, basically just something to a, a, a cheap hire to get them through this time where they're not going to be competitive, and then hope that by the time they do get some talent in here, they'll they'll just they'll go out and get a coach that's more capable. And if he and if he works out, great. But if he doesn't, it's not that big of a deal. What do you What do you think about that? I mean, you know, I've heard people say that, and I know John said that. I don't think you ever go in um, trying to do that. I do think, though, that I think his demeanor and personality is is one that's positive, and and I know people really like him. They really think highly of him in football. Um, you know, and now somebody went out of the way. They don't know if he'll be a good head coach. They went out of their way to make sure he knew that, but that they think that he is, you know, a great uh, personality to have in that building. And I think this is as much about trying to, you know, to your point about a Beauport, I guess, this really is about going the opposite direction of a Bill O'Brien and trying to establish uh, a different vibe in the locker room and in the, in the offices. And, 
And I think they are hoping that he can do that and be a CEO type. I mean, clearly, it didn't matter who they hired. There's so much work to be done <clears throat> from a roster standpoint that it's just not going to happen overnight. Some of the people you talk to around the league, what, what are you hearing on the uh, uh, what teams would actually be in on Deshaun should it happen? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny because um, a lot of teams are. So I've heard that the Dolphins would probably not be in on them for what the Texans want, and that was a that was a team that I think Deshaun pretty much had his mindset that he was going to be a Dolphin, and uh, I think he. I don't know why. I guess he just thought that was just, you know, that made the most sense that was going to happen. Well, I'm not sure the Dolphins felt the same way. I think they'd love to have Deshaun, but they're not going to give up a bunch of picks. I mean, you got to remember here, these are two different New England Patriots front offices, uh, Greer and Marvin Allen and Brian Flores in, in Miami and then Nick Casario in Houston. That style is about accumulating picks. It's not about, expend, you know, and using picks as, as – as commodities to pick up a single player. Now, obviously, the quarterback is is clearly a little different entity, but I don't think Miami is going to want to pay the asking price, and I know that um, Nick Casario is not letting Deshaun Watson go for anything less than a King's ransom. So, I, honestly, I don't think we're going to hear you – know, I think it's going to be quiet behind the scenes. I don't think Deshaun's camp right now – I think they may have overplayed their hand a little bit, by letting all this leak, this, 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 no names ever attached to anything. And I don't think they want to right now get in a pissing match with the Texans because the fact is the Texans do have the leverage. The Texans can say, we'll just have you sit out, and if we're bad, we get a first pick of the draft, second pick, and that's fine. We, we can go after your signing bonus of $27 million. We don't have to pay you for the you know for your salary. And uh, I think one of the missteps they had was not taking a phone call, not taking those text messages, whatever. Um, Deshaun probably should have done that to keep the lines of communication open because you feel like right now, this is my feeling, like the Texans are trying to reestablish, you know, hey, we're not just going to let a, a player call the shots and, and run the organization. I mean, we're going to make sure that, that we reestablish. And I feel like that's probably a Nick Casario thing because he comes in and the first thing, that happens is, is he gets run over in in uh, by a quarterback who wants out of town, and he gets sixty cents on the dollar. I mean, that is a horrible start for Casario. I don't, I just don't see that happening. Well, is there like a, a sort of a balance between? I mean, obviously the Texans want to get as much as possible for Deshaun, but like when you say the Dolphins aren't interested. In, I mean, I'm sure what that means is the Dolphins aren't interested in getting bent over like the Texans did for Laramie Tunsil. Is that right. kind of what you're saying, or but is there some sort of a way with that the the Texans can get a fair uh, a fair deal and still the the other team can walk away satisfied with with their end of things as well? Well, I think my guess is if you talk to the Texans about what a fair deal is, there's not going to be a team in the league that thinks it's a fair deal. Because the fact is, there is no such thing as a fair deal for uh, the team trading Deshaun Watson. I mean, they could ask for five ones. And if you don't hit with at least three of those ones at different positions that, that maybe aren't quarterback, then you've gotten you know then you've potentially gotten killed in that deal. Um, you can get as much as you want. I, you know, I almost think that a couple of young core players would be an important part of the package as much as anything. And and the Texans just aren't going to be willing to 
you know, to give what the other side thinks is fair. I mean, the Texans are going to say, you're going to pay our price if you want Deshaun Watson. And if you don't want to, then that's fine. We'll just keep him here and, and we'll play football with him because we feel like we can. I See, what I don't believe is that there's no chance the Texans trade him. I don't believe that. I do believe the right potential trade could make a big difference. I do think they want to buy some time to really get a chance to at least communicate with them and see what can be done here. But if the right offer comes, I mean, to me, I think it makes some sense to consider it. I would. But it can't be like, well, they're, you know, the, the Raiders are going to give you three ones. Well, what are three ones if you're picking in the 20s? I mean, start yeah. putting names on them and tell me the players, and then let's see if that feels like a good – you know, if that feels like a good uh, a good swap for Deshaun well, Watson. Well, Fred and I were talking earlier. What if we say uh, Derek Carr, Darren Waller, Jonathan Abram, and, and, and two ones? Does that suddenly feel better? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I know what I have with Abram. Um, time alpha and a leader on the field. Um, I know what I have with Waller. You're going to have to pay him a ton of money, but uh, you know, he does have an addiction issue, and so you, you do have to be concerned about that. I think with Derek Carr, you're, you're, you're just kind of bridging yourself into whatever the next quarterback of the future is going to be. Um, but then with your two first-round picks after that, you know, you might, have some, you might have enough of a core that you say, okay, you know what, we can get started here. We've got a premier tight end slash big wide receiver. We've got a big physical safety who's a, a tempo setter. We've got a quarterback who can definitely be functional inside the offense. And we get two first-round picks. The Texans are a better football team. Yeah, They're a better overall football team if they did that. The problem is to unlock the magic you know, to the, to the secret Super Bowl, you typically are going to need a very good quarterback. Every once in a while you get the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff. And, but that was a great defensive fault, and that was a really good offensive uh, scheme. But we've seen flashes of we've seen flashes of Derek Carr that say like I don't know that he's going to ever be elite. But De- I mean, it, w- it wouldn't shock me if in you know in the right situation, Derek Carr found himself a, you know a top ten ish quarterback in the league. I think he's certainly in the top half of quarterbacks in the league already. Yeah, I, you know, Derek has gotten better the last two years under uh, John Gruden, so there is that, and really. You, you say under John Gruden, with Darren Waller as his number one, he's gotten better. Um, he does look for his tight end a lot, whether it's Jared Cook, Darren Waller. I mean, his number one guy is going to be a tight end most of the time if you go back and look at his history. Um, but but it's uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think that Derek Carr can be pretty good. You know, there's been rumors that Derek Carr never wanted to come back and play in Houston, ever. Never wanted to go to Houston because of how he felt uh, the, the situation went down with his brother. Now, you know that's you. We can act like I don't know if you were here, uh, AJ, for that. I know Fred was, but the the cars kind of left Houston on a uh, with a sour taste in their mouth, and and Houston was not that enthralled with David Carr by the time he left. So it may not be a big deal. It's a different player, but I'm just saying that I guarantee you. You know there are plenty of Houston Texans fans who say I don't want David Carr's brother. Whether that's fair or not, I, I guarantee you some people will say that. Yeah, and it, it went both ways because the uh, the Carr family did not uh, leave a good impression as a whole uh, right. on, on the organization. Hey, uh, one more before we let you go because we talked about this at the top of the show, and I know you have a lot of insight on the Colts. Uh, is, is there any any 
possibility, this rumor that Andrew Luck may may think about coming back? No, th- those are fake. Those are some fake text messages out there. Um, I've asked before. I said, "Do you ever talk to Andrew?" Oh, yeah, all the time. And uh, you ever talk about him coming back? He goes, "Oh, the owner would love it." I mean, I don't. He, you know, and they say we don't think it's going to happen, but if he ever wants to, we'll be right here. Um, I do wonder, though, like now is about the time where if Andrew Luck wanted to come out or come back out, it would be right now. you got a couple years removed physically, a couple years removed mentally. And the team's in a, a good team spot. You win at a high level. Yeah. Um, now would be the time if Andrew Luck is But I just, I, I think he's going to be one of those guys as a footnote in history that he just shut it down early and we'll never really know. That's, I, I have a sense that that may be what happens here. All right. That's Lance Erline. Can hear him on the bench Monday through Friday. Get his stuff on NFL.com. When, when's the next mock draft? Uh, so I finished it on Monday. I think it. I think it will come out um, tomorrow or Friday. I think is when is when it will come out. All right. Follow but my... Don't worry. There's no picture of the Texans in there. <laughs> oh, so you haven't you haven't done what a lot of these guys are doing and have a trade with the Jets done? So okay. Yeah. No, I haven't. I didn't do any trades with Deshaun Watson. All right, that's Lance Zerline. Lance, appreciate the time, man, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll catch you next week. You got it. We'll see you guys. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's a blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. ESPN 97.5.